The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome once again to The Open Door, um, Ascended Masters online radio brought to you by The Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Welcome back, Sid. Thank you. Today's show, we titled, God is Your Friend. And we don't mean to be um, specious about that. There's nothing facetious about it either. This is a very serious topic. And um, as Sid pointed out before we began the show, we want to make sure that we understand that um, we are God's friend too. Or we should be. Or we should be. (laughs) Um, The reason we're using this approach today, um, and we'll tie this in more Um, firmly here as we go along. Um, We have a very large conference coming up. Um, In fact, we do this every year. Um, This is our summer event, and it's a big, big deal, the summer event 2014. And it's seize the torch, carry your light into the new age. And I want to give you a a link right now to our brand new um, summer events website, and that is http colon backslash, backslash, www.tsl.org slash summer 2014. tsl.org slash summer 2014. Now, you'll see a lot of detail on that site when you go there. There's registration information. We've got a summit university coming up as well. It's part of this, which you're going to really love to learn more about. Um, you can plan lodging, transportation, connect to the community forum, all kinds of things. It's a great place, kind of a one-stop, all-in-one resource for anything that you want to know about what's coming up in literally a little over a month from now, June 29th through July 5th, I believe, or July 4th. You know, Tom, I don't know if people realize how close we are to Yellowstone Park. (laughs) We're on the verge. What are we, 10 miles? Less than that. We can step outside and see the park from here. But yeah, uh, we're very close to the park. Anybody wants to make a spiritual vacation out of this, they certainly can. Um, of course, a lot of people coming that time of year. But nonetheless, wanted you to know that the reason why we're talking about God is your friend is because to take your light into the new age, you're not going to do it alone. This is a group effort. And the group begins with God. As we like to say, one plus God is a majority. And in this case, more true than ever. So anyway, um, to kind of set the tone for this, um, we recognize that in general, people tend to perceive God as kind of this remote, super supreme being who is perhaps accessible through prayer, but we don't particularly uh, or typically envision God as walking with us side by side. We talk to him. We can have this wonderful, intimate, personal relationship, and yet we can, can't we? 
you know, people do create God in their own image to a certain extent. And that, <laughs> well, there's that. And, and that's understandable because, you know, when we see the Michelangelo paintings or whatever, God has a beard and he's old, you know. And so <laughs> that's kind of the first thought that comes to mind. Well, obviously God is ageless. I don't know if he has a beard or not. But in any case, we have to be careful that we really, uh, you know, allow God to express himself to us as father and mother and, and not just how we perceive what God should be like. But you come up with some very interesting things, Sid. I tell you, I'm surprised every time. I hadn't realized that, of course, the anthrop- what's that word? Anthropomorphic. <laughs> Anthropomorphic. Yeah, easy for you to say. Uh, it's very interesting how we, do per- we tend to perceive God as very human in many respects, but yet there's still this gap of this distance between us and him when it comes to having a relationship. But you know what the opposite of that is, is when people think God is so general and vague that you can't have a personal relationship with him. So those are the two extremes, the one supreme deity that sends lightning bolts when you get out of line, (laughs) and the one that, you know, is just a force of nature, so to speak. Yeah. Well, I think the point here is that for many of us, we have become separated from God. And a lot of the soul hunger that we feel, a lot of the pain that we feel spiritually is as a result of that separation. So that's what really what we're talking about here is removing that sense of separation, becoming again aware of our oneness with God. You know, that reminds me of a bumper sticker I saw a few years ago. It said, God loves you. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I have a tendency to think that it's okay. We can walk with the ascended masters. We can walk with the angels. But those are the ones that then go into this huge long hall, at the end of which is God sitting on a throne. And, yeah. and so we can kind of get to him you know, by way of. But that's yeah, not true. But not exclusively. You know, yeah. I mean, we can go, obviously, through the angels if we want protection. Then God says, you know, call to Archangel Michael. He's the guy I put in charge of protecting you. Uh, but we can also go directly to God. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that's the important thing to understand. The fact that we have an awareness of the ascended hosts, of uh, obviously more ascended masters are people on earth and the angelic kingdoms and so forth and the Elohim, that doesn't limit our ability to commune directly with the Father, Mother, God. And what is it that you think is the root cause of this sense of separation? Well, you know, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, <laughs> I think we have to look at ourselves. We know God doesn't withdraw from us. We withdraw from God. Mm-hmm. And so over a period of time, you know, whether it's through guilt or whatever or lack of knowledge, you know, in some ways we become further away from God in terms of our ability to reach out and, and feel God and integrate with him. So, you know, we have some, some spaces to bridge here. You know, yeah. a humble heart, a loving heart, uh, you know, is the, is the place to start. You know, last week, um, we were very blessed and fortunate to have had in our studio two young people, part of our community. We were talking about living with spirit. And one of the topics that came up was the concept of conversion. And the fact that uh, we have been going out away from God since we were created, was when we decided through our free will to choose that human density or to play around with that tree of knowledge, we were moving further and further away. The um, definition of conversion is to turn back. Mm. So we realized that in terms of how we perceive ourselves on the spiritual path, by God's grace, we have understood the necessity of conversion and we have turned around. And now we are coming back toward God again. So we're reducing that apparent distance, but this is, in fact, a journey without distance. Yeah. But, you know, know, (laughs) it's amazing. uh, Our innate uh, desire is to not turn away from God because, you know, you look at the history of the planet and the root races that have been here, and the first three root races did not. But they didn't have free will because they they didn't command God to give it to them. 
Now, that's news to me. Really? Well, they always had free will. No, well, I think the, the free will was the first three races had no reason for it because there was no evil. Well, uh, it's my understanding they were able to study uh, the rights and the wrongs uh, that, that were possible by uh, studying Akashic records of other systems of worlds, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. And so as a result, they, they retained their purity and they all made their ascensions. Yeah. Um, well, well, I think, you know, that part of the problem that we face in our culture today is, you know, if you're told from birth that you're a worthless sinner, you know, it's pretty hard to get up the nerve to talk to God, especially yeah. Yeah. on a first name basis, so to speak, you know. <laughs> I mean, so it, we have to get over the fact that, um, you know, God is in us, and not over the fact, but realize the fact God is in us. And so there's a natural tie between ourselves and God. At the same time, you know, if we want to feel God's presence in our lives, then we have to order our lives in a way that his light can come and be protected and honored. In other words, God's not going to squander his light and his blessing on someone that misuses it. Um, and we all use misuse it to a certain extent. But in other words, if we want to have a deeper relationship, if we want to be the friend of God, you know, we teach our daughter, if you want to have friends, then you have to be a friend first. Sure. So maybe that's where we need to begin as, as perceive or, or strive ourselves to be the friend of God in terms of we honoring his light, honoring his presence in other people, uh, and doing those things we know really in our hearts are the right way to use God's energy. So it's interesting. You will magnetize the presence of God and the light through how you live and how you act. That's yeah. right. Your vibration will attract uh, the good people to well, you. And, too. and that's it. You know, part of this whole sense of conversion is to... Uh, allow once again for the Holy Spirit to descend into your chalice, into your consciousness. Right. And in order to do that, there's a certain degree of preparation required. You know, you can, I remember reading this teaching once that said, every time you ask for the descent of the Holy Spirit into your, into your consciousness, you do get an increment whether you're actually ready for it or not. And right. it behooves one to be careful what you ask for in terms of being prepared, ready, and having the right vibration to receive that because when we are on that outward path, sometimes we are misqualifying, apparently in ignorance, but in fact there is a part of us that always knows, but we are, we are misqualifying the energy of God that animates, animates our every thought, word, motive, and deed, as we'd like to say. And, and let, me just, let me just add in uh, regarding the root races that I was talking about earlier. Yeah, sir, so, I, st- I stepped in your lines. Well, no, that's, that's okay, because I covered my point, but I wanted to clarify for anybody that, that maybe had not heard what we've covered before on this radio show. At the beginning of the fourth root race was when the angels fell, and then they brought, and that's why so many problems uh, have, have been created on earth. So we got the fourth, fifth, and sixth root races gotcha. that are here now. Yeah, and and I have been told, well, you're a worthless sinner, and, and and that's a great point to make. Plus, I think that's probably at, at the root the answer to the question I asked earlier about what is the motive behind the separation from God? I mean, who caused it? Why is it? Why do we experience it? It's a great lever that the fallen ones use to keep us in this sense of separation. That's right, because they're telling us you are a worthless sinner, or you're unworthy for one reason or another to actually be in the aura of God. Yeah. When in fact, we are, and we, that's where we started from, that's where we are now. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to just clarify a point, Tom, if I may, and that is, <clears throat> although we want to you know, begin to be the friend of God, so forth, wherever we are in our evolution, whatever we have done, you know, this is the hour we can bend the knee and call for God. We don't have to wait three years while we prepare and fast, so to speak. Yeah. And those things may come to you, but we, any time, no matter where you are, no matter what you've done, you can get on your knees and say, God... I know I've made some mistakes, but in my heart, I want to return to you. I want to be your friend. Lead me and show me. And that's, you know, maybe that's the time 
when you actually turn around. Instead of going out, you're starting the backward journey. Exactly. It's the Ascended Master altar call. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and the conversion is a real experience. We we, we, we can feel it. We we can know it when it's there. But, you know, that's just the beginning. (laughs) The traditional Christian orthodoxy, you know, give your heart to Jesus, you're done. Well begun is half done. Yeah, Yeah, you know, I'm in heaven (laughs) and everything's good. Well, the Ascended Masters teach... The conversion, accepting Jesus as your Savior, is a wonderful first step, but that's all it is, is a first step. Mm-hmm. And then, then the work of the return home, the journey home, begins. Well, and as we've talked about many times, forgiveness means to set aside. It doesn't mean to cancel out. Yeah. It's to set aside. Jesus mm-hmm. set aside our karma. And what a magnificent gesture, a 2,000-year gesture to set it aside until we were ready to handle it ourselves because ultimately we are accountable Right. The balancing and the transmutation of that karma. And I think we want to do that in our hearts. Sure. We don't, no, people really don't want a free ride. You know, we're, grace is a wonderful thing. We all need it. But you know what? As I'm working and returning home to God, I want to correct the mistakes I've made, not only in this life, but God knows how many other ones. <laughs> how many? And, and forgiveness, of course, is one of the keys. Gratitude is another. One of the things we're talking about here, we're going to come to a break here in just a moment, um, is the fact that we are using God's energy to create Every moment of our lives, our thoughts, our words, our motives, our deeds, we are creating. And the net result of our creation is karmic in nature. If we do good things, we have good karma. If we don't do good things, the karma is not so good. Bad karma. Negative karma. And these are uh, accrued to our account, if you will. We have to take care of this stuff. Yep, it doesn't go away until we do something. So what we are making a point here is that we actually have the power to command God. He gives us that right, that freedom, because we are in truth gods and becoming. We are co-creators. So coming up in the next segment here after our break, we're going to listen to an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet, which is entitled Commanding God. And we talk about the God's energy, how to use it scientifically. It's about forgiveness, about many things. But please, we hope you will stay with us because this is a remarkable teaching, something that we all need to understand if we're going to truly be accountable for our every act, word, Indeed. And we want to be, if we want to be the friend of God. <laughs> if we want to be the friend of God, we have to understand how we command him properly. So on that note, please, uh, let's go to a break. But do come back, and we will continue with our interview, as we said, Commanding God with Elizabeth Clare Prophet. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, Go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. 
These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thank you for staying with us, everyone. And if you have just tuned in, thanks for tuning in to The Open Door. Uh, In this segment, we're going to listen to an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet entitled Commanding God. And among the many things she covers in this um, interview is how to use God's energy scientifically. Um, What do we do when we have a problem forgiving someone? And understanding that we have to establish a protective aura of, well, protection around ourselves when we call upon God and his energy. Mm-hmm. So without any further ado, here is Elizabeth Clare Prophet, and our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. We've been talking about the uses of energy, and you've been instructing us on a number of techniques. It's such a fascinating subject. Let's just go a little further into it. Well, my first advice to someone who would begin to use God's energy in a scientific way is that you need to establish a force field a force field of protection around your aura and around your chakras because you are now qualifying the energy of life within you in a different manner than the way in which it is being qualified by most of the people on earth today. In addition, our bodies and our minds are constantly subject to all types of energies. Energies from earth, radio waves, television waves, and rays from the sun, In addition, we are all influenced by the mass consciousness, by thoughts and feelings of people near and far. And we have to realize that through the media, through everything that we have eye contact with, from the daily newspapers to the billboards, there is an impression made upon consciousness, and this too is the qualification of energy. If we then are going to take dominion within the microcosm of the self, we need to establish a force field that is going to protect the new consciousness, the cosmic consciousness that we are in pursuit of and that we desire to experience every day. And so there is an energy of white light that we can draw forth from the I am that I am within us, from this great I am presence. This white light of energy is called the tube of light. And it's very easy to visualize this tube of light because you can just see yourself standing in a giant milk bottle, the glass kind of milk bottle, filled with milk, and it is that sense of the white light. 
and the top of the milk bottle, narrowing, is going toward the source of this energy, which is the I Am Presence, and the energy comes into that giant milk bottle over the crystal cord. It's like seeing a straw coming out of the milk bottle going straight up to an energy field that is a very high concentration of light that we call the I Am Presence. So the invocation of the tube of light is a way of setting your force field for meditation, for the science of the spoken word, or for just one's daily activities. In those hard-head-in-hand decrees by El Moria, he includes, as the next decree, the tube of light. I would like to give it now so that people can get used to hearing what it sounds like to actually vocalize one's mantras and one's meditations. Beloved, I am presence bright. Round me seal your tube of light. From ascended master flame, call forth now in God's own name. Let it keep my temple free from all discord sent to me. I am calling forth violet fire to blaze and transmute all desire, keeping on in freedom's name till I am one with a violet flame. Now as I'm giving this invocation or this mantra to God, the I Am Presence, I am visualizing myself standing inside this giant tube of light, this giant milk bottle, and around me, within it, is the energy of the violet flame saturating my form, going through my body, blazing through the skin, through the arteries, the veins, through the arms, the legs, the extremities, and I am feeling, in addition to seeing, a saturation of my being with the energy of the Holy Spirit. Giving this mantra, I am concentrating on this vision of the self, and that which I see, the energy which I invoke, will become. The energy of God will actually coalesce around your visualization. In addition, it will manifest according to the direction of your inner self, your real self, who is always the director of the mantra and the meditation. So I'll give it once again. Beloved, I am presence bright. Round me seal your tube of light. From ascended master flame, call forth now in God's own name. Let it keep my temple free from all discord sent to me. I am calling forth violet fire to blaze and transmute all desire, keeping on in freedom's name till I am one with a violet flame. You'll notice in the giving of this mantra that there is a certain commanding presence, a certain authority, which we use in dealing with God's energy. This is what makes the mantra different from a prayer of supplication, which is the talk with God, the conversation, the communion with God, the request. This mantra is rather a decree of the alchemist, the one that we call the artisan in the temple, the one who is working out the alchemy or the problem of being, the equation of being within the self. He sees that the energy of God within himself is his to command, and therefore he commands this energy to coalesce in a force field that has been predetermined, that has been ordained by God as a force field of protection, and which he is then visualizing and bringing into manifestation by his attunement with the inner self, by his oneness with the I Am Presence. In other words, you're saying that people have the right to order God? People have the right to use God's energy in God's name. 
When God created male and female, it is recorded in the book of Genesis, he said, Take dominion over the earth. God gave to us the command, and our answer is to command the energies of earth to come into alignment. Now, the command of energy is building an airplane, a ship, or advancing technology, or splitting the atom, or planting a garden. We are taking dominion over the earth each time we take on a project that is for the general welfare, for the common wheel, for the blessing of the race. This is commanding God, but it sounds like blasphemy because we have not thought in terms of God being energy. But all of life is God, and this is not pantheism. This is the awareness of the omnipresence of love. So we're taking a shortcut instead of spending a great deal of time building our project of self-worth, we're going directly to the source. We go to the source, we predetermine what it is we desire to accomplish, we call forth the energy, and we seal it in a pattern or a matrix that has been already designed by God and that by our free will we are confirming or ratifying. The material you discussed sounds very much like all the ingredients for the ritual. Would you talk about the element of ritual in using the science of the spoken words? Well, that little word ritual has an interesting meaning to me. I take it apart and I think of right you all. Ritual then, whether it is in the laboratory of the scientist or at the keyboard of the concert pianist, ritual is a way of ordering energy for its greatest use by man. Right you all means the writing of the energies. We have all misqualified God's energy. Yesterday we were angry, the day before we were jealous, the day before we had fear and perhaps torment or great grief. That also is the use of God's energy. The goal of life is to qualify all energy with the law of perfection and the law of love. This is not impossible, but very possible to us because we are the handiwork of God and because we are joint heirs of that consciousness which Jesus knew as the Christ and which Gautama knew as the Buddha. And so this use of energy then in ritual becomes a daily activity whereby we say, okay, God has given me so much energy, I'm going to make the maximum use of that energy. Yesterday, God gave me some energy, which I didn't use very well. He has given me now his gift of the Holy Spirit and of sacred fire. So I'm going to call upon his law of forgiveness, his law of transmutation. And I'm going to ask God to take his sacred fire and pass it through the energies of yesterday and of hatred and turn them into love. Change the water into wine. Change the water of my human imperfection into the wine of God's divine perfection. And so in these heart, head, and hand decrees, beloved El Mori has given to us a mantra for forgiveness. This forgiveness puts us in tune with our inner real self, the Christ, who has the authority within our being to forgive sin. Jesus was the personification of that Christ, and therefore when he went to heal, he said, Thy sins be forgiven thee. In making that statement, he caused the alignment of atoms and molecules, and therefore wholeness took place. The Christ within us is declaring now, Thy sins be forgiven thee. In order to accept that forgiveness, we give the following mantra. 
I am forgiveness acting here, casting out all doubt and fear, setting men forever free with wings of cosmic victory. I am calling in full power for forgiveness every hour. To all life in every place, I flood forth forgiving grace. Thus, as we forgive life, life forgives us. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So this mantra for forgiveness demands that we release forgiveness to everyone. Wherever we have the sense of injustice or we have been wronged, we visualize this violet flame of forgiveness going forth from our heart, going forth in this mantra of the spoken word, contacting every individual with whom we have ever had a misunderstanding. And we feel this tremendous peace and love and this resolution of discord and problems that have occurred. As we send out forgiveness, life sends forgiveness back to us. The Bible says, cast thy bread upon the waters and after many days it shall return to thee. Our bread is our energy. We cast it forth upon the waters of the human consciousness and as it is the pure energy of God, it comes back to us. This is the law of the circle, the law of karma, the law of cause and effect in work in our life. It is as a man soweth, that shall he also reap. When we sow energy as good vibration, we reap energy as good vibration, and we start this upward spiral, and the culmination of that spiral is soul liberation, whereby the soul reunites day by day with the spirit of the living God. As Paul said, I die daily, so we say, I ascend daily. The dying is the putting off of the old man. The ascending is the putting on of the new man. Through the science of the spoken word, we are actually ascending every day. Thank you very much for some very useful instruction. Um, I'd like to second that. Through the science of the spoken word, we are actually ascending every day. We'll leave you with that thought as we take a short break, but we'll be back shortly. Please stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. 
Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are indeed back. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. Um, today, we have been talking about um, God as our friend and the fact that, conversely, we are God's friend, or we, at least we want to be. Um, I wanted to thank uh, Sid for pointing out during the break that one of the things that we should remember is that God, as our friend, has entrusted us with some very, very powerful tools. And we'll talk more about those in just a moment. I do want to plug one more time the summer events that are coming up and also to let you know where you can find all the information you need. That is at tsl.org slash summer 2014 2014. Now, you may know uh, somewhat uh, of our conference agendas if you've had any um, you know, dealings with us in the past. And we also always include in the summer a summit university. Um, so there is that in addition to the conference itself. And if you want information about that specifically, you can go to summer SU2014. And I believe that'll take you right to a page that has a lot of information about how you can sign up for that and get more information, certainly about the content of this upcoming summer event. But do check it out. The new website is tsl.org slash summer2014. Now, obviously, we've been talking about seizing the torch. That is the theme for this coming this, this uh, summer conference coming up. And one of the things that has come up recently in our shows, it did come up last week, was this concept of laying down your life for your brother, for your friends. And we came to understand that this really means letting go of the ego, the lesser self, in order to let the Christ self emerge, and you become, in a sense, a magnet. Now, one of the, the subhead for this um, upcoming conference, you know, Seize the Torch, is carrying your light into the new age. Well, this is one of the ways to do just that is to allow yourself to become more and more of that Christ which you are destined to become. You are an heir of God in essence. And in order to do this, you have to let go of certain of your uh, proclivities, (laughs) your human density. We've all got egos, and we all wrestle with those every day. So having said all of that, Sid, how do we become... God's friend. <laughs> Tell us, Sid. T- Terry. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, no, I, I think that's that let's, one. Let's look at, you know, God gave us the greatest gift of all, which was free will. Yeah. 
And uh, I don't know if God had in the back of his mind that we might get into trouble at some point. Uh, I know he holds the immaculate concept for us. But once you give someone free will, and, and God gave us the power of his presence, I mean, this was kind of a high-risk situation for God in some ways because we could take his energy and because of free will, misqualify it. And unfortunately, that's what's happened to us. We fell we decided not to hold the standard. As a result, God did not abandon us. He continues to give us his light and his energy, and that's what beats our heart every day. But we've misqualified that yeah. in many ways. And so we've sort of uh, made our own dinner or what's uh, – Made our own bed. Made our own bed. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. After dinner. It's almost lunchtime. But anyway, uh, you know, but God in his great love says, you know, you are accountable for the misqualification of that energy. But I am going to give you the tools that you can use – to help make amends, to repolarize that energy, and I will remember your sins no more. That's how much he loves us. But it's up to us to take those steps. And when Mrs. Prophet was talking about the science of the spoken word, it's a way of scientifically focusing this energy in a very powerful way and through the dispensations that God has given us, and specifically I'm talking about the violet flame right now, Mm -hmm. we can change so much, repolarize that negative energy sent forth and return it to God, to our I am presence. So I think the point we want to make here is God is such our friend that he even is giving us the way out of our dilemma. He gave us free will first, and God will never go against free will. That's his law. But he's saying, if you choose to return unto me, here is an opportunity for you. But we have to choose that opportunity. We have to decide to use mm-hmm. it. And I mean, and that is becoming the friend of God because God feels the pain on this planet of everything that people are going through, the misqualification of energy, God feels that. So we don't want our friend to feel that pain so we can draw forth that light, we can polarize it in positive energy, the violet flame, and be a friend of God. And not to be a buzzkill here, but ignorance of the law is no excuse. Well, it is when you don't know, but when you, when you I mean, obviously it is no excuse, but once you have the knowledge, there's a different level of accountability. Yeah. And that's okay. You sure. Because sure. we wanted the knowledge. And here it is. God just, how do I get out of this? Dilemma? I, mean, I was talking to my daughter on Sunday, you know, why do people search for God? And one of the reasons is because their, their lives are in such messes, they don't know what else to do. Yeah. And finally say, God, help me. And you know, that's a great prayer to start. God, help me. And God gives us the tools to help ourselves, which is a great mercy. And, you know, I'm thinking that, that one, of the, one of the best ways to begin to get yourself out of the doldrums is to congregate with people of like mind, mm-hmm. with friends. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons, one of the, it's the reason, actually, that we have this magnificent summer conference. Indeed. And we have, we have lesser retreats at the Equinox, uh, the three other ones in, in the course of a year. But if anyone out there is thinking about immersing themselves in a in a group with like-minded people to pull themselves up by the bootstraps and get on with this business of being God and <laughs> and making the ascension and one thing and another Indeed. I'll tell you this com- this summer conference coming up is just it's going to be awesome and you know one of the neat um I almost said cool well I just just say cool I'll say it again one of the cool <laughs> aspects of this new um summer events website is the uh, community forum this is a way to directly interact mm-hmm. with uh, attendees, both potential and real. Um, if you want to get in touch with the Knights and Ladies of the Flame, you can do that there. Now, those, wanna, are, those are people that are in their 20s and 30s, is that? I think up to 36. I'm not quite sure the age. Okay, so if, if I, you're I, young. It's so long since I was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you had a beard once, so you I are did. God. <gasps> oh, yes. Michelangelo used me, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yes, there are various groups, um, subgroups within the community, teens. There are, you know, family and youth has our own 
special website, of course. But And the heart um, is going to be opened the up? The heart? Yes, the heart. Uh, and yeah, we don't want to go too deeply into that because we have no. to explain what that is to people who don't Well, there's know. some beautiful grounds here. Let's just oh, put it yeah. that way. And some that haven't been accessible only because you have to put a maintenance crew in. Uh, this year, it's going, to be, it's going to be available for people to hike and to go back do up. various and, other things. For those yeah. who have been here in those days when um, the summer event was held at the heart, mm-hmm. there were thousands of people. I know, it was wonderful. And uh, incredible energy in a pristine environment, um, well over a mile up in, in elevation, so very crisp, clean, clear air, just a beautiful experience. This is the first time in many years, and in fact, you guys can tell me how long it's been since an event occurred at the, at the heart. I don't remember the last one. I, I was there in the early 80s. So. Well, I think during the 50th the gala in, 19, in 2008, we spent half a day up there, I think. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think it's been But even at mid-90s. where we are now, which is our headquarters, we have the, the main conference. Obviously, we're at about a mile high here, yep. and the air is pristine and beautiful and, and yep. pure. But the heart is the heart, Indeed. you know, and mm-hmm. uh, the heart of the inner retreat. Anyway, Terry, thank you for bringing that up. Right. Um, so, I, again, for, um, if I'm not... <laughs> and like-minded too, people at Summit University. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's not... What is the you know, Summit University is uh, July 6th July through 10. So there's a one-day break after yep. the 4th. That's yep. the end of the, of the conference. And, then, uh, and on that day, we climb a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> July 5th, <laughs> which starts at the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyway, um, June 29th through July 4th is the conference itself. And once again, if you want more information, tsl.org slash summer2014. And you'll find out everything you need to know about that. So going back to this topic we were just discussing a moment ago about the tools. I know we say this a lot, but we ask, we invite people to try it. You know, doing the violet flame for five or 10 minutes a day is right. enough to give you an idea and a sense of just how powerful this energy is that you're using, isn't it? Well, well absolutely. You know, give God a chance, so to speak. And, <laughs> and, you know, God understands that this may be a new concept for people. We're not taught this from birth uh, unless you grow up with the understanding. And so God understands that. And he just says, you know, and, you know command ye me, try mm-hmm. it, experiment with it. And, um, you know, you're worthy of doing this. I mean, we've all made mistakes. We've all sinned. We've all come short of the glory of God. But so God is saying, okay, now here's your chance to right some of the wrongs you've given. And what happens is you start to balance the karma of the day. You know, we talked about the angels coming every morning with a little <laughs> bushel of karma that yeah. you have to deal with. Sometimes it's small. Sometimes it's not small, yeah, right. depending on the law of cycles. You deal with that first with your violet flame in the morning, and then you start working backward for this life. When we resolve that, you go back to many previous ones. And you don't have to know what you did. I mean, I think we all have a sense. You know, we've, we've made every, committed every sin there is possible to commit on this planet. And so God gives us opportunity to balance that karma through the violet flame and through the things he brings to us. And it's such a grace. Oh. And, and you know what? People should not walk around with a sense of self-condemnation. They, we've all made mistakes. But you know what? God in us is worthy of using this energy and qualifying it. It's walking in the dignity of the presence of God within you. Not in pretending we're not human or we haven't made mistakes, but because God is in you, you are worthy to stand in honor and dignity, right the wrongs you have made, and move forward to fulfill your holy purposes throughout cosmos, which we've talked about so many times, because they are great. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, well said, obviously. And I think that we have opportunity given to us every day to make these choices and to not fall into the the unworthiness cycle, you know, that is so prevalent among people to condemn themselves um, and get down on themselves. And I know one of the things we've said many times, and it's very instructive to do this, is whenever you say, I am, 
you can insert the words, God in me is. And it's remarkable what that does in terms of how it changes your attitude about what you've just said or are thinking about saying. You know, I am sick. No, no. God in me isn't sick. My human awareness, perhaps, or my human experience is, you know, feeling sick. But there's a distinct difference between those two when you uh, apply it properly. Absolutely, because our words have power. Words have power. I noticed when uh, Elizabeth uh, Prophet was talking about prayer as supplication, as distinct from the mantra or the fiat or the call, the decree, which is a command. Mm-hmm. That's a very important distinction to make because we sometimes could feel that our, by praying, we're, I don't know, propelling a command towards God, but in actuality, that's a little different than what we're really doing in the decrees. Using the violet flame, using that science, that alchemical science, it's very, very powerful. Yeah, I am the violet flame in action in me now. Mm-hmm. How powerful is that? I mean, just break that apart for a moment. I am a being of violet fire. I am the purity God desires. Yes. You know, we did that one last week, too. I mean, it's, these don't take more than a second or two to say you know, and say it a few times. You know, if people gave these during commercials when they're watching TV, the world would be a different place. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay, we now pause for a, for a, for our vi- commercial. For a violent flame moment. Yeah. Back to our and Speaking of breaks, I think it's time we took one. <laughs> so, you know, while you're out there, perhaps try it out. I am a being of violet fire. I am I the, am the purity, purity God, God desires. desires. And uh, if you don't choose to do that, that's fine. You can uh, perhaps mull over this question. What if there were no hypothetical questions? <laughs> Think about it. We'll be back after a short break. Bye-bye. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be Extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And uh, thank you for staying with us. Welcome back to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. We're talking today about friendship with God. And uh, Sid, I want to direct this to you. Is friendship with God actually an office in hierarchy? Well, it's an interesting concept. You know, we read in the Bible about Abraham. 
and it was said that Abraham was the friend of God. Mm -hmm. And you think about that, well, I'm so-and-so's friend, or da-da-da, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it can be a very casual kind of statement. But being called or the friend of God is actually something, it's a spiritual recognition that you receive from from God, from the brotherhood, that says this person is tried, they're tested, they've proven to us that they can take the energy that God gives him or her and use it properly to the best of their ability and work those works that are God's will, not just be concerned with themselves and their needs, but with the works of others and what God's plan is for the planet. So it's, it's an aspiration. I can remember thinking about this, and I remember, you know, I write a lot of letters to God. It's just something I've always done over the years, and you can do too. You know, God does get letters. Mm-hmm. And so I've always, I used to sign that, aspiring to be the friend of God. In other words, I hope I'm the friend of God. But I don't know that I've actually achieved that office. But I want to achieve that office. I want to be God's friend and use his energy in an honorable way so that I can be trusted. I want to be considered trustworthy of God yeah. and because I love God and I want to, to be that manifestation. So we think of God as our friend, but we begin to think as being God's friend too. And we begin, of course, with the friendship of God and his love for us and the intimacy of that love. Don't view God as being in some far distant universe. God is as close as your heartbeat. Yeah. And so you can talk to God as you talk to your closest friend, your husband, your wife, whoever it is. At the same time, we have awe of God as well. So God has many aspects and not just the few that we ascribe to him. And Indeed. so don't limit God, but love God and let him work in your life and wouldn't it be a wonderful planet if we we're all considered friends of God? Oh, indeed. It, 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 well, it would be a new age. It would be the golden age. The golden age. You know, and I'm thinking of the difference between friends and acquaintances. You know, <laughs> yeah. they, they say that we have many, many acquaintances, but we have very few friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> as you're talking, Sid, I'm picturing God standing next to you, introducing you to me. And he <laughs> says, Terry, I'd like to introduce you to my friend. Sydney Bennett. Oh, wouldn't that be an honor? Oh, you, yeah. You know, and we, know we, hear this, we hear the stories of deathbed conversions. And that's great, you know, when you're drowning and say, God, please save me and I'll be your friend. And that's good. It's better, better late than never. <laughs> but why wait till then? Yeah. Why not get to know God and his marvelous teachings, get to know Archangel Michael and the angels that God has assigned for your protection and your family so that you don't get to that point of, I'm drowning, please, God, help me. You know, get to know God now while you have the opportunity, how to use his energy, how to change things in your own life and that of your families and your nations. You know, everything that happens on this planet does not have to happen. And there's a lot of things we would pray they wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. Well, by using the science of the spoken word, by positioning yourself to be the instrument of God's light and love and realizing that God is the doer within you. This is not our human conscience doing this. You can be the instrument of God, the friend of God, and drawing forth the light that will change this planet. It doesn't have to be the way it is. We have the power through the God within us to change it if we will choose to do so. Indeed. You know, when you were describing the salutation of the letters you would write where you're basically aspiring to be a friend of God, um, I was reminded of the fact that our salvation is not based on faith but on works. And I think that's one of the things that it's good to remind us all. I mean, I certainly try to remind myself of this, is that faith and belief is fine. But it's when you understand that believing is becoming and that by becoming, we act. And in so doing, we are creating by our acts the works that will be our treasures laid up in heaven, if you will. And yet we can't do those works unless we have faith. Unless we we have, well, no, indeed, it's Mm -hmm. the the combination of the two, but it's not faith by itself. You know, having the faith to make a deathbed conversion, for example, is, is one thing, all well and good. 
but it doesn't mean that you suddenly have accrued a whole bunch of works, quote-unquote, that will actually manifest. That's a good point. You still have your karma. Mm -hmm. God still loves you, but, you know, the law is you cannot ascend back to God until you've balanced at least 51% of your karma, and there are no exceptions to that. So, you know, one way or the other, it's going to happen, and so why not start Mm -hmm. now? Why, Why would we deny ourselves the joy of God, the presence of God, the friendship of God, the love of God, because we don't want to make the effort, you know, because we're busy, because, you know, I have this hobby and this takes all my time. It's not, the hobbies aren't bad, but if they take you from your true purpose and your true intent, you've got to keep them into balance, you know. I mean, I've said before I love sports, but sports are not my life, you know. God <laughs> is my life, but I have balance and so, you know, that's important too. But why would we deny ourselves the opportunity simply because we aren't willing to make the effort to see if it works? And, and remembering in that process that we don't feel bad about ourselves if we don't rise to that level every time, <laughs> you know? Well, you know, we keep on keeping on day yeah. after day. There's plenty of days that all of us wake up when we don't feel don't like do we're the anything. blazing light instruments of God. I mean, <laughs> read the lives of the saints. Look what they went through. Oh, my gosh. You yeah. know? So it takes faith to keep on, you know, the face of the evidence of things unseen. I am making progress. I am balancing karma. God is more in me today than he was yesterday. may not be readily apparent to my neighbors, but I really believe that because I'm striving. <laughs> Indeed, and you know, that reminds us that the ascended masters, the way showers, um, they were where we are. Absolutely. This is not something that's uncommon. Uh, you know, that, that we haven't fallen too far, we can't get up. Uh, you know, I think it's good to remind ourselves that this is a path, and every day is an opportunity, and we do have the op- option through our free will to be grateful for what is given to us by opportunity and to forgive ourselves if we don't quite measure up to our own standards or to the standards that we know from our spiritual well, path. Well, keeping trying. You know, when I get the understanding that Jesus had karma at one point, before that embodiment, he had other incarnations and a, obviously a very advanced soul, but he still made mistakes. He still had karma, yeah. you know. And, and that's uh, not blasphemy to say that. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, in my mind, it makes his accomplishment even greater mm-hmm. because he, he said, look, this is the path. I'm showing you the way. You know, don't idolatrize me. Don't make me the ultimate savior of everything. I am your savior, but I'm saving you so you can walk this path too. And that is the true message of Jesus Christ to this age. Indeed. You know, one of the points that I want to make sure we make is that when we talk about friendship with God, when we say we are friends with God, we are literally affirming our sonship, our Christhood, are we not? Yeah, absolutely. And that is part of what it is that we're here to do is to take that mantle of Christhood the universal Christ, the one that Jesus came to show us how to do it, he was not the exception, he was the rule, that that's where we're basically going, is to become one with God through the embracing of our Christhood. And, you know, I love the teaching that Mrs. Prophet gave at the end of her, her interview there, where she said, Paul says, I die daily, so we're trying to each day be free of a certain portion of our human consciousness, what we call our dweller on the threshold, and each day put on an increment of our Christhood. So this is not an all-at-once thing, because we couldn't bear it if we became the Christ totally and completely in one moment. We have to divest ourselves of the human and put on the divine. This is a daily work. I ascend daily. I die daily. It's the work of the ages that we're engaged in here, and it is a daily work. It's not just a one-time thing, so to speak. And so it's our purpose for getting up in the morning. It's our purpose for living, becoming more of God and less of the human. How could we possibly do be perfect, which Jesus told us to be perfect, if we had to perfect the human? It is impossible. <laughs> we become perfect by putting on our Christhood increment by increment, and then we become perfect even as Jesus is perfect. And we have allies 
We have the masters. Of course, we have Jesus. We have the angels. And we have uh, uh, this uh, beautiful rainbow assortment of decrees that can be given. You know, <laughs> That's the, true. The violet kind of like breaks the box open, so to speak. Yep. And then we have the white decrees for purity. We have the green de- decrees for health and abundance. Health and abundance yep. and music and healing. and <laughs> So and, much. And all seven rays. Yep. It's absolutely beautiful. You, you, folks, you just got to be here for this conference. And, well, I just, that's what I was going to say. And we have community. <laughs> yes. You know. We're not perfect people, and you'll discover that if you come here. But we all have a love of God and a determination in our hearts to fulfill his purposes. We all want God to be our friend, but we want also to be the friend of God. And it's wonderful to be around people that share that goal. It is. Indeed. So on that note, let's remind you that tsl.org slash summer2014 is your gateway for all information about our summer events. Please go there. Take a look around. I hope you like what you see. And in the meantime, I want to thank you all for being a part of this show, a part of this experience. It is an awesome experience. It is a, it's, a, it's a work, but it's a work that humbles us every time we do it. And uh, I am so grateful. I know I speak for the three of us in saying that. And we want you to let us know how you feel. Got a question? Got a concern? Got an issue? Terry, what do they do? Well, they, they just email <laughs> us at webradio at tsl.org. Yep. TSL.org is your, your key. That's, That's your key. keyword right there. Key to so, the ascension. Yeah, so web radio at TSL.org. Summer events, TSL.org slash summer 2014. And before we go, of course, we'd love to say this. Though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are, are out, out of, of this world. world. God bless everyone. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.